Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad just by himself once again. Still here in Jackson as we are covering the uh, Sanderson's Farms uh, Invitational at the Country Club of Jackson. So one more day of that down here with Super Talk Mississippi. Then, of course, I'll be back in Starkville uh, for Saturday's game, Mississippi State versus Kentucky. Thanks to you guys for listening. I really, This is a really uh, heartfelt thank you. This has been one of our best weeks ever on the podcast. I know part of it is because State lost on Monday or, or, or on uh, Saturday, and that sort of got you to tune in a little bit. But this has been a great week for, uh, for Joel and I. We really appreciate it. We literally could not do it without you. So if you are a listener of the Thunder and Lightning podcast, we really, really appreciate it. Getting a lot of those five star reviews. We like seeing those as well. So, again, wherever you get your podcasts from, be it at supertalk.fm or wherever, we appreciate you guys listening, especially our servicemen and women out there protecting us. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They have been such a great sponsor for us through the years. Make sure you give them uh, your business this weekend if you're headed to Starkville for the football game. All right, guys. Mississippi State versus Kentucky. I say must win. What say you? I think this is a game Mississippi State has to have if they're going to have any kind of season that is worth writing home about. But I got to say, and we're going to go a little, a little off off kilter. Normally we just dive right into preview, but I've been seeing a lot of things on social media that got me thinking. And maybe, I, maybe I'm being a little too harsh. Believe it or not, maybe I'm being a little too harsh. Because... What did, I, what did I say about this year going back to 2017? That this was going to be a transition year. So why am I so up in arms about the team playing poorly in what I thought all along would be a transition year? A year where going 7-5 and five might just be the best that you could do. And it got me to thinking about that. I was like, boy, because it, it 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 doesn't make sense in my head sometimes. It doesn't, you know, I, maybe, maybe I did I have expectations set too high for this team. I don't think that I did. Because I thought they would beat Kansas State. I think they're a more talented team than Kansas State. But is the the the, the margin of talent so great that a loss was it was was unthinkable? I would say no to that. You know, one thing we've always said on this show, I mean, going back to the old B and B days, was when you look at the roster top to bottom, State's talent level is far closer to Kentucky, to Vanderbilt, even than it is to Alabama. You know, State's got four or five guys that could play anywhere, and the rest are, you know, three-star guys that maybe could or could not play in other places. So a loss to Kansas State, it, it wasn't unthinkable. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, something that couldn't possibly happen. It's not Alabama losing this weekend to USM. Not possible. So did I, did I overreact? I, I don't think overreacting is the right word either, because I thought State played very poorly, and they were mentally sloppy. They were disorganized. You know, they gave the game away in many instances. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is this, that maybe I'm going to have to let these next couple of games play out before I make a, make, make a final decision about anything. Saturday's loss was definitely disappointing. Don't get me wrong on that. And it was a loss that probably shouldn't have happened. But at the same time, if this is a team that I, I've been saying transition year and saying that you know seven and five was a possibility, even back when Mullen was the head coach and I thought that Keaton Thompson was the next in line, well then you know with a new with a newer coach, I won't say new anymore, and with a new quarterback and a new system, maybe I'm maybe I'm you know overthinking it a little bit. So we'll see. But that said, I want to see results this Saturday. I want to see a better 
uh, game plan. I want to see better organization. I want to see less sloppiness, less penalties, and I want to see Mississippi State play well. They're going to have to do that to win this game. And I think, as I said on yesterday's podcast, I do think that it comes down to Tommy Stevens and what he's able to do in the passing game. Because one thing Jim Moorhead is right about is this, that State is not a team that can just line up and run the football and call it a day. They could do it against some teams. They could do it against USM. They could probably have done it against Louisiana. But they can't do it against Kentucky. Kentucky is a good enough team that if you're one-sided against them, one, not you're just imbalanced, they will punish you for that. And you look a season ago, the way Kentucky just handled Mississippi State. Because State was unable to pass the football, and so they, they were able to limit what State did in the running game. Um, so for me, yes, yeah, Stevens and what he's able to do in the passing game is going to be crucial. Another step for that is, you know, and, and Moorhead always talks about this, it's not just the quarterback, it's the quarterback, it's the receivers, it's the line. Okay, the receivers have got to be better this week. You saw key drops last week from Stephen Gidry and Isaiah Zuber. Zuber is a guy, this is sort of a do-or-die week for him, for me anyway. If he doesn't contribute this week, if he's not a guy who comes out and catches three or four passes, then I'm, I'm writing him off at this point as, as he's, not even going, he's not going to do anything at Mississippi State. And I think that's just the way it's going to have to be. Um, Gidry is a guy, you know, he looked good in the first two games, and then he sort of goes reverts back to old bad habits in the, in the last game. Need him to be, you know, step up. Osiris Mitchell has played great, but he needs another guy. He needs somebody to compliment him. Um, and in the first couple of games, you know, Stevens did a, and, and, and Schrader, too, they did a good job of spreading the ball around and finding other guys. Got to get back to that, being, you know, productive in the passing game. Hitting some shots over the top to loosen up the defense, that will free up Kylan Hill a lot more. If State can't do that, they're not going to win. I don't think State can win this game one-dimensionally. But they can win it if they're balanced on offense. And that's going to be the key. And then, like I said with Kylan Hill, I think Kylan Hill has to be playing this game with a little chip on his shoulder. Not that he doesn't play every game with a chip on his shoulder. That's a guy who runs the ball angry. But you remember last season, you know, Benny Snell sort of called him out on Twitter. And then Kylan was not able to deliver in the game. Uh, so you have to believe he's. this is a game he's sort of had circled on the calendar, a chance for redemption against a team that really limited him and, and, and sort of embarrassed him and obviously embarrassed his team a season ago. I think Kylan Hill's going to be ready to play. I think he's going to run with an edge. Um, my hope is that, you know, You'll see the Kylan Hill you've seen in the first the first two games. The Kylan Hill you saw in the last game was fine, but he just wasn't able to, to explode and get those big plays. Now, a lot of that had to do with Kansas State. And Kentucky's run defense is very solid. The other key for this game, I mentioned the receivers, the, offen- the offensive line. As we said on Monday, sure, they, they just got whipped. They got whipped, punched right in the face, and never got, never got back into the game. And that's what happened a year ago against the same Kentucky team. So that can't happen again. Now, the good news is Josh Allen plays for the Oakland Raiders now. He's no longer a concern. But this is still a very solid Kentucky defense. Mark Stoops is a good defensive coach. I don't, I'm still not 100% sold on Mark Stoops, the head coach. I'm not. But as a defensive coach, he's good. And he can devise a scheme and he can get his players in the right position to, uh, to, to put uh, the, the, the game in doubt. So... Mississippi State has got to have a better performance from the offensive line. It's going to take a total team performance offensively to win this football game. Um, if Stevens can go out there, and his health is obviously the biggest question. If he's healthy, if he can play the way he was playing when healthy, 
the first half of the USM game, the Louisiana game. I think MSU could actually coast to victory. They could cover that spread. They could make it look like a pretty impressive win. But if they don't do that, if they aren't balanced offensively and they end up having to completely lean on Kylan Hill, Kentucky's probably going to win this football game. So, and it's it, this is such an interesting thing for me, you know, as a guy who's, who's been doing this podcast for a while. And then you think about last year, and it was all about the defense for me. The defense will set the tone, this, that, and the other. I think State has, has flipped that this year, and the offense needs to set the tone. And it's going to start with it, it, with this game. If I'm Joe Moorhead, I'm going to come out very aggressive in this game. Because, honestly, I don't know what kind of crowd State's going to have, you know, this week. I know the players have taken to social media trying to rally people to come to the stadium. And I know the weather is supposed to be better. I think it's going to be under 90 degrees, maybe a little bit of a breeze, not so humid. So that's good news. But I'm still not completely sold this is going to be some packed sellout crowd. And the the fans that are in there, they're on the fence about Joe Moorhead. You know, the the diehard, never say die supporters, we'll, we're with you coach till the end that you're seeing on like 24-7. That's not the average MSU fan. The average MSU fan is wondering why am I spending this much money to come to the game if the team's not going to play better. So Moorhead needs to get that that crowd in his corner early. And the best way, I think, to do that is to take some shots and try to hit them against a weak Kentucky secondary, get on the board early. Now, some of this goes without saying. You want to score first, absolutely. But, you know, sometimes the game plan is set up to use the run to set up the pass or use the short passing game. If I'm state this, I'm coming out throwing. I'm coming out heaving the ball down the field. I'm going to get the ball to Osiris Mitchell. I'm going to try to get the ball to Stephen Guidry. I'm going to see what I can do. I'm going to try to find Kylan Hill in some space on some short passes because you know what he can do with those. And if all that works itself out, you can get the crowd into the game early and then keep them with you the rest of the way. If you come out lethargic like you did in the first half, it's it's the crowd. The crowd's going to turn. There's going to be the boo birds, and I'm, and I'm not I'm not speculating on that. That's that's going to be a fact. People are ready to see this offense click the way we were told it was going to click when Joe Moorhead was hired. We're ready to see this offense look innovative, move the ball at will, hit those big chunk plays against a good conference opponent. You think about the games, you know, last year that State won in the conference. Arkansas and Ole Miss against terrible defenses. And then A&M and Arkansas, I'm sorry, A&M and Auburn. A&M was really the only game where you had those big plays. Against Auburn, it was a grinded out game. They rushed the ball for nearly 400 yards. And they got some big plays in the running game, but the big plays in the passing game didn't happen. People are ready to see a SEC opponent in Davis-Wade Stadium and see this offense move the football effectively. They, they need to see that. They, that's, that's how Joe Moorhead is going to rally people behind him, by delivering on what was said about him when he was hired. This guy is an offensive guru. A savant was the word that was used. Okay, show me. Show me against a solid defense, and that's what Kentucky is. They're good. They're not great, but they're good. Go out there and rank, rack up 400 yards and rack up 30 points on them. Do it. And if you do that, well, maybe people will start buying in a little bit more. But if you go out there and you're under 300 yards and, and Stevens isn't completing passes and Kylan Hill's only averaging about four and a half a carry, then no, people aren't going to buy into you. And that's not unfair. That's not, that's not you know, fair weather fan. That's, we're 17 games in. Where is it? 
So if I'm Joe Moorhead, I'm I'm aggressive early in this game. I'm going to try to take the top off that Kentucky defense, and then once I have them backpedaling a little bit, I start hammering them with Kylan Hill. That's the recipe for success for me for Mississippi State offensively. Defensively, like I said yesterday, sort of the same thing. Aggressive. State needs to be the aggressor. MSU fans want to see their team be the one who strikes first, the one who's out there setting the tone. No more reacting. No more we're going to take what the defense gives us. We're going to take, we're going to force the defense to take what we give them. That's what MSU fans want to see. They're tired of, of their team being pushed around. And that's what's happened. That's what happened on Saturday. And that's what happened in every loss that State took a season ago. And in the games that they won, like I said, the Auburn game, I don't feel like they, they pushed Auburn around. They were better than Auburn. A&M, they pushed A&M around a bit. They did. And then, obviously, Arkansas and Ole Miss. But State fans want to see, you know, this, this game was a sore spot for, for a lot of people. Because it was so unexpected last season. And I'll tell you, nobody was more surprised than me. I went into that game. I don't know if you could say a a beat writer or whatever my job title is. Was cocky. But man, I would have bet any amount of money on State winning and covering that game. And holding Benny Snell under 100 yards. And just going up there and making Kentucky look foolish. And that was a... That was a incredibly, incredibly disappointing loss. And, you know, you had so much momentum after those first three games of the season. You know, you had all the momentum of the offseason of of hiring Joe Moorhead and things are going to be different and Fitzgerald's going to have this monster year. And then you go up to Kentucky and lay an egg like that, it just just bursts the balloon. And then it really was bad the next week against Florida. And you sort of have the same thing here. If you you play poorly and lose this game against Kentucky, the next week you're going to Auburn, and then all of a sudden you're staring, what, two and three? And 0-2 in the conference in the face? Man, that, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to overcome for Joe Moorhead. So he needs this game. MSU needs this game. It is must win. Defensively, State needs to be aggressive. They need to get after Sawyer Smith. They need to pressure, pressure, pressure. State's going to have to blitz. I believe, and like I said, we don't have any confirmation, and we probably won't until an hour or so before game time. But I believe State will have the full defense out there. That means Willie Gay, Lee Autry, Marcus Murphy, you that defense should be good enough to to limit the Kentucky offense and be able to put yourself in a position to win the game. State's going to need to force a couple of turnovers because that's been their MO this year. If you're going to be bend but don't break, you've got to be able to force turnovers. The whole point of bend but don't break is when they get in the red zone, they're not getting touchdowns. Well, turnovers are a part of that. So State needs to be able to get back to that. They got away from it in the uh, the Kansas State game. They got to get back to it. They need to get some pressure. They're going to have to blitz to do it. I just don't see them getting the same kind of results with their front four anymore. But with Willie Gay back, that gives you a guy who is a really good pass rusher who can get upfield and get after the quarterback. And when that happens, State can be successful. Having Cam Dantzler back is going to be a big thing, too, you know, assuming he's healthy, which from all indications he is. State needs to be aggressive on defense. They need to be aggressive on offense. They need to be the more aggressive team. An aggressive Mississippi State team wins this game. A passive Mississippi State team probably will not. And that's I mean, and that sort of seems like common sense, I know. But you know, there are some teams. You know, does Alabama have to be overly aggressive? Think about Alabama and what they have, right? Do they have to be overly aggressive? No, they don't. No, they are, and that's what makes them so terrifying. But they could easily just sit back and you know play play read and react defense, and they could sit back on offense and just run the ball and throw short passes, and still win and win pretty easily. But they don't, and that's why they 
dominate their opponents for the most part. I'm not saying state can, is Alabama, and I'm not saying state. I'm not saying that state can impose their will the way Alabama does, but they've got to try to. That's that's got to be the key this week. Playmakers for me offensively, it's got to be Tommy Stevens. He has got to be on point. He has got to be accurate with the football. He has to be able to make some big throws down the field. If he can, state's going to win. If he cannot, it's going to be a real struggle for the Bulldogs. So. When you tell me his stat line, if, if State attempts 30 passes, he needs to complete 20 or more of them. He needs to be above 250 yards passing. He needs to have a couple of touchdowns. He can't turn the ball over like he did a week ago. So Tommy Stevens is my offensive playmaker for sure. Defensively, I'm really tempted to say Willie Gay. You have to think that he's got to be itching to get back on the field, but I, I feel uncomfortable saying that because I'm not 100% sure that he's going to play. If I knew for a fact he was going to play, I'd pick him. But that said, with Kentucky and Sawyer Smith, obviously a little bit more in the passing game, I think they'd have to be able to get pressure. Uh, I'm going to have to go with one of those defensive ends. Chauncey Rivers, he was on social media telling people to show up. I say if you're going to do that, if you're going to put yourself out there and say, hey, I need you guys to show up, then you need to show up as well. You need to have a big game. You need to have a couple of sacks. So you need that's that's the guy you know if you're going to be the the team leader and you're going to try to rally the fan base, well part of that is doing you know performing on the field. You've got to show up too. So if Chauncey Rivers shows up, I think he can have a big game. So Chauncey Rivers is going to be my uh, my offensive playmaker. As my X factor, I feel like maybe I should go back to the receivers then, right? If if Stevens is going to have a big day throwing the ball, he's got to have a bigger time receiver. Cyrus Mitchell is not the right answer here because he's too obvious. Is Gidry the right answer? Is Zuber finally going to show up? Is it could be could it be somebody like a Dedrick Thomas? Could maybe the the tight ends get involved a little bit? Farad Green and Dante Jones. They've had a couple of opportunities in these early games, but they haven't really been able to to do too much. I think I'll play it safe here and go with Stephen Gidry. Had the bad play last week that ended up in an interception. Maybe he looks to rectify that, get back on 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 the on the good side of things. Gidry's the guy, you know, I, I mentioned Zuber saying sort of a make it or break it. It's sort of like that with Gidry. We're see, you know, he's he's been here as long as Joe Moorhead, and we're still waiting on him to show why he was the nation's number one JUCO receiver. You've seen some flashes here and there, but he's has he ever really put together a complete game? Has Gidry ever had he, I know the answer to this is no, but a five or six, seven catch game, eighty to hundred yards and a score? No. He's had a couple of big games, but he's never had a game like that. That's what you're looking for when you sign a guy of that kind of recruiting caliber. You're looking to have that kind of, of game from him, and you never have. Maybe this is the one for him. If you get that, I'd feel really good about Mississippi State's uh, chances to win this game. Obviously, Vegas is sort of interested in this game. Uh, started as an 8.5-point line, uh, down to 6.5. If you listen to Sports Talk Mississippi on Thursday, Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports said he liked State to win the game but not to cover. He took the Bulldogs. 27 to 24. That feels sort of right to me. Uh, it feels like state. I think state can win the game, I, and but I don't know. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a a tough win for the Bulldogs if they if they're able to grind it out. Um, I also think it'll be a little higher scoring than he thought it was uh, because I, I don't. Neither one of these defenses really and truly impresses me. And plus, if, if what I'm saying is correct and state is aggressive, that opens you up to, to give up some big plays. So I won't be completely surprised by that. So I'm going to take the Bulldogs to win this game. Um, but I think it's going to be very close. So I'm going to say MSU wins this one 34-28. 
Uh, I think that it's going to be a back-and-forth game at times, but I think sort of the opposite of last week. I think State will get the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to win, and they'll, they'll do it this time. Uh, so I will take the Bulldogs to win this game, go to 1-0 and in the conference, and go to 3-1 uh, and on the season, entering this stretch of, of two straight road games uh, at Auburn and then at Tennessee, which are really just going to sort of make or break the season at this point. 1-1 one and one on that stretch, you're fine. Undefeated in that stretch, and you're great. 0-2, oh you're, you're, you're going 6-6. Six and six. I, I think you're, you're going to go 6-6 six and six at that point. And you're going to be sort of struggling to get there, to be totally honest. But that's not important today. What's important is winning this game against Kentucky. Mississippi State has to have this game. We'll find out if they are going to have it. All right. Game day coverage. You know, we'll have pregame live, uh, you know, an hour or so before the game on Periscope. Uh, after the game, we'll be. I'll, I'll load the uh, press conference video and any player videos directly to either Twitter, at Sports Talk Mississippi, or on Facebook. If you haven't liked our Facebook page at, uh, for Sports Talk Mississippi, please do so. A lot of great content there on top of the, the videos I'll put up afterwards. And then we'll do our post-game Periscope and any other stuff we'll have up at supertalk.fm. So a lot of post-game, uh, a lot of game day coverage coming your way uh, from me on uh, Saturday. If you're coming to Starkville this weekend, have a very safe trip, and we hope to see you in the stadium. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, hopefully a podcast for you guys on Sunday, but if not, Monday will have to do it for you. So, for my absent co-host, Joe Coleman, who will uh, also predict and do his predictions and playmakers on Twitter later today, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks again for listening to the Thunder and Lightning podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.